everyone, I'm Lonnie and welcome to another episode of Book Talk. I'm gonna be honest here, I have no idea what number episode this is. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just gonna, you know, continue on and y'all will know because it will be in the title. Because by the time I actually post this, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I found out yesterday that the Chain of Thorns release date has been pushed back to January of 2023 and I'm kind of angry I mean like I'm not angry angry but like we've been waiting for this for so long and it's driving me insane so I don't know what to do with myself but um that just got me back into the shadow hunter spirit and so i was looking i was watching some youtube videos and i saw people before tlh came out the last Irish trilogy started coming out i saw that there were some booktubers who were doing uh what is the best shadow hunter series tag um they did tid versus tda versus tmi i'm going to add tlh in here and you know we'll see we'll see how that works. Um, TMI isn't gonna win. I'm sorry, The Mortal Instruments. You were a great starter book, and you did- it, it starter book, starter series, and you did what you needed to do. Kind of. Um, but it's not gonna win because it's not the best. Um, but I- can't decide on my own what is the best, so we're gonna use this tag and figure it out. So there are 11 different things we're considering. One of them I might take out because I don't know how well it applies to, to all the books, but let's just jump right into the first one. Number one is our best main character. So for the Mortal Instruments, we have Clary Frey slash Fairchild. For the Infernal Devices, we have Tessa Gray. For the Dark Artifices, we have Emma Carstairs. And for the Last Hours, we have Cordelia. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cordelia Carstairs. I see Lucy as a main character as well. And like also James and Matthew and such. Like those four are kind of like our big core four. But the intended main character of the series is Cordelia Carstairs, so I'm going to put her there. And she is tech is she is, and you can see it in the book, she is more of a main character than the others. Except for maybe James. James is very main character y. But we're we're gonna go with Cordelia. Um Clary Frey isn't winning. Clary is very typical YA female protagonist and I'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's not going to beat out the other amazing characters we have here. Clary, Clary is just annoying at times and she can be very headstrong and I feel like she has the least depth of the characters. Tessa is similar to Clary. I like how we evolved. Uh, I, I like how it uh, the main the kind of writing with the main character evolved from Clary to Tessa, and I think Tessa is definitely a better main character than Clary, but still isn't isn't gonna win this. I love Tessa, but when we have the car stairs, the car stairs are too badass for this. They're too badass for everyone. Oh god, I'm gonna show Cordelia or Emma. I love them both so much. Um, but I think I have to go with Emma. Yeah, we're okay. We're gonna do Emma Carstairs for this one because I love Cordelia, but she doesn't. And Cordelia and Emma are very similar, but 
Cordelia isn't as funny as Emma. Emma makes a lot of jokes during the, uh, her, her, during TVA that are very funny. And also we've seen more from Emma than Cordelia. So this isn't exactly a fair tag because we don't have all, everything from the last hours yet, but I'm going to give TVA the point on this one for Emma Carstairs because Emma is badass and the best and I love her so much. And that's all I can really say. So let's jump into the next one. Alright, the second um, thing we will be considering, I guess, for these books is who is which book has the best Herondale? So for the Mortal Instruments, we have Jace Herondale. For the Infernal Devices, we have Will Herondale. For the Dark Artifices, we have Kit Herondale. And for the Last Hours, we have James Herondale. Okay, so Kit isn't gonna win this because Kit- I, and I love Kit and I'm so excited to see more from Kit in the Wicked Powers series, but we just- Kit isn't as prominent as the other character- as the other Herondales are in their books, and so I don't think we- I love Kit so much and I really want him and Ty to be together because they deserve to be together, but we haven't seen enough from Kit in those books for him to win this, although he does- I, I am going to have him beat Jace because now that I'm thinking about it, from what I've read of Kit, I like Kit better Like, J I like Jace and I loved Jace when I first read the series, but I mean he's very- <laughs> Our protagonist and love interest in the Moral Instruments are very typical YA and I mean like he's smart good at fighting he's can play piano he's kind he's like a bad boy i guess not really kind, kind of well yeah i guess he's technically a bad boy um but like i don't know i just like how much depth we have to kit more so than jace actually now that i'm thinking about this is kit gonna win I love Kit so much. Okay, I'm uh, I'm also- I'm- Now I'm stuck here because Will wasn't gonna win this either because James is Will but better. I will stand by what I have said. James is Will but better. Before the last hours, I would have chosen Will. Most likely. But now that we have James, James beats Will. Can I explain exactly not, why? No. Are they both equally as frustrating in their books? Yes. But James is better. I just- James is amazing and deserves the world. Um, oh god, I love kids so much. Okay. I don't know if this is allowed, but I'm, t I'm putting Kit and James at a tie. Because I can. Because I can. Because I cannot decide between these two. They are the best. But I love them for different reasons. Because I love James. Because he's like... He's Will. Like in the sense that he loves reading. He's good at fighting. He's such a nice... He's so nice and sweet. But like also he's quieter than Will is. Like Will... Will is James and Jace combined. And I just like prefer James. But like Kit is a beautiful little cinnamon roll. And Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to James, actually. 
Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm giving this to James because it's unfair for me to get, make it a tie. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. We'll give it to James. I'm not gonna do a tie. James wins because as much as I love Kit, I'm gonna stand by what I said at the beginning. We just haven't seen as much of him and I wanna see more of his interactions with different people. Cause like he doesn't talk a ton to Emma. He talks to Jace a little bit. Um, his main interactions are with Libby and Ty and Drew. Um, and they're like all, like they're important to the series, but only to an extent that they're, this isn't their series. They get their series with the wicked powers. And so I want to wait and see more from Kit because I feel like I haven't seen enough of him to be able to say he's my favorite Herondale. Yeah. That's, I'm surprised how I managed to put together a reasonable explanation for that. Anyways, let's jump into the next one. For number three, we have the best love triangle. Now, I'm just going to start with saying I despise love triangles. Okay, despise is a strong word, but like, I don't like love triangles. I find them annoying and cliche and slightly unrealistic. I mean, the, the, it's probably like... the. the probably has happened in real life but like I wouldn't say it's a common occurrence in real life and I just a lot of the time they're written very oddly and I just don't like them but there is one exception to this rule first I'm gonna explain what the love triangles are okay that I was being very dramatic there for the mortal instruments we have Jace Clary Simon um for the Infernal Devices, we have Will, Jem, and Tessa. For the Dark Artifices, we have... Julian, Emma, Mark? Mark, Kieran, Christina? I don't know. That, that thing was a whole Love Octagon thing. But, um, I'm gonna go with... Like, she, Cassie Clare in... The Dark Artifices really just said, I'm done. I, I, I'm not doing anything love triangly. You guys can have 20 different people who all love each other and figure it out. <laughs> so that one's kind of confusing. I'm going to do Mark. Mm, am I going to do Mark? Mark, Karen, Christina. I get it wasn't. It was a weird. The way it. I, it's technically the most love triangly thing. And that, so we'll do Mark, Kieran, Christina. Um, and then in the last hours, I'm gonna say James Matthew Cordelia is kind of the obvious one there. Um, so the one exception to my love triangle rule, actually there are two exceptions now. Um, if I'm doing Mark, Kieran, Christina, it's that one it's just like, is it a love triangle in my brain? Um, but Jem, Will, and Tessa is the best love triangle of all time. It Just the way it was written is so beautiful. And I think the way it ended, although it's not an ideal situation for any of them, it's the best they could have gotten with... It's the best they could have gotten, realistically. And it was just so beautiful. Sorry. Um, Clary, Jason, Simon is not a love triangle. I'm sorry, but I'm invalidating it as a love triangle. It does not count. The entire time Clary was with Simon, she didn't like Simon romantically at all. She only... The only love she felt for Simon was ever platonic. It was only ever platonic. Simon, it was, that situation was unrequited love from Simon. And so I'm not counting that. 
I, it doesn't count in my brain as a love triangle. It's technically a love triangle, so I'm including it here because there's also, like, not really any other love triangle in the book. But it, in my brain, it doesn't count as a love triangle, and either way, I don't like how it is. I don't like it. It does not exude my exception thing. And then Matthew, James, and Cordelia is, like, similar. Because, like, it really, like, it, it, it's been a weird thing. Like, we, everyone wants James and Cordelia together. And Matthew's kind of just, like, here on the side. Like, I like Cordelia, actually. And it's not gonna happen. If it does, I will be upset. But I, I, I very much think it's not happening. So, I'm between the two. But I'm gonna have to go with J Jem, Will, and Tessa. I I'm between that and Mark, Kieran, and Christina. Although I love Mark, Kieran, and Christina and how that all was resolved. I love how it was resolved and the representation that was included with it. However, I mean, not however to like the fact that I love that, but I like the Jem, Will, and Tessa better because it had it had that beautiful writing and dynamic and the beautiful ending. So that one is going to win. Yeah. On to the next one. For number four, we have the best villain. So, the Mortal Instruments, we have Valentine and Sebastian. As the two villains, I'm- I'll consider- I, I'm just gonna take both of them and say that S Sebastian is the better villain of the two. In my mind, because Valentine is- what what are valentine oh yeah his motives like they come from a place of prejudice but like no one ever at all in any sense ever liked valentine i mean like people liked him but like not the a person reading it would never have any sympathy for valentine but with sebastian like you have sympathy for him and you see his size like you sure he's like yeah he's doing all these evil things but like also he had a horrible childhood and upbringing and all he really wants is love it seems like sometimes so yeah i, I i'm choosing sebastian over valentine to represent tmi um and then in tid we have mortmain um <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I mean, no, I'm not gonna choose Benedict. Benedict wasn't technically the villain, so the Mort, so Mortmania is technically the villain, even though he was an awful villain. Anyways, um, TDA, we have Malcolm and Annabelle. It, so... Malcolm, Malcolm and Annabelle, I, I'm just gonna group them together because I don't feel like choosing one or the, over the other and they're not gonna win. <laughs> it's as easy as that. Um, and then the last hours, we have Belial and Grace, although the Grace thing is kind of because of Belial. Belial, we're gonna go with Belial, um, who is Tessa's father like biologically and therefore biologically Lucy and James grandfather uh so that's interesting in and of itself um Mortmain isn't winning he there's he's just not a villain like it, sure he's a villain sure he was doing evil stuff but he was never there he was never a present active villain like the entire time I- like, most of the time I was reading TID, I completely forgot Mortmain existed. He was, like, just this weird overlying presence, like, oh, we'll get to him once we've figured other stuff out. 
So he's not winning this. Um, I like Malcolm and Annabelle. I like how you see where they're coming from on both of for both of them. And we really like f- see kind of Malcolm's villain origin story in a little bit in the last hours because we meet Malcolm at one point and like Grace is the one that tells him about Annabelle being dead. Yes, he deserved to know, but like also that drove him to be a villain. <laughs> um, but I feel like they. Although I like how I really like how they were portrayed. Actually, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a shot in the running. Um And then we have Belial, who I already aforementioned, uh James and Lucy's grandfather. That aspect is weird. I think he has motive he has the motives. Like we understand his motives, we kinda know what he's here to do. No, I just don't have any sympathy for him. Like, there's no sides to see. He's just some demon who was cursed to not be able to walk among men. And so he's find, trying to find some loophole. Yeah, no, I don't have sympathy for Blel. He's a good villain. He's definitely a good villain, but I like villains that I can, like, have sympathy for or see their sides. Or, like, they have reasoning for doing their things. And that's also why I'm gonna say that Malcolm and Annabeth Annabelle, Annabeth, I forgot, I forget her, I've forgotten her name. Um, anyways, I'm gonna say that they beat Sebastian because although Sebastian has sides, I don't have sympathy for him at all. So yeah, that's another point to the Dark Artifices. Now, on to Numer- Okay, now we have number five, the best army? Question mark. Because the the army thing is weird. Also, I realized when I ended the last bit, I said four. This is five, not four. I just can't remember numbers. Um, so the best army, I mean, in the Infernal Devices, we have the Clockwork Army. In the Mortal Instruments, we have the Dark Army. In the Dark Artifices, we have the Seven, the whatever the Seven were called. I'm calling- they're annoying. The Annoying Seven. Pretentious. The Pretentious Seven. That's a good name for them. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll do that? I, I don't really know what else is an army. Uh, we could count the Thule army. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna count the Thule army. Because that's that's literally just the Dark Army. Version Thule. <laughs> Version alternate dimension. Um Yeah, I guess I guess the seven. The 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 random seven. Um and then in the last hours Belial's army of demons that can go in the sun. The demons that can go in the sun. Okay, I'm gonna start with the demons that go in the sun. Like, they- they're there. They're- they're good. They're threatening. But they're not interesting at all. Um, the dark are- The- the seven, they were there. They existed. They did their part. But at the end of the day, they weren't very prominent. And I feel like they weren't as prominent or threatening as the Dark Army and the Clockwork Army. So we're putting that out of the running. So now we have the Dark Army and the Clockwork Army. The Clockwork Army is pretty cool. I mean, it's like, it's a bunch of robot things. With demon, with a, with demon spirit in them. And so they're robots controlled by demon spirit but like they're also very much a challenge because the shadow hunters can't kill them with their normal demon killing stuff because at the end of the day they're just a bunch of materials with a demon spirit inside of them they're not actually demons and so they kind of like struggled to kill them and i think they were a very interesting army and 
it actually shows Mortmain being a good villain for once, because he was being, like, kind of a creative genius. I, I realize I've just, like, said a bunch of bad- uh, said how awful Mortmain is, and now I'm complimenting him on something. But, like, he did do a couple things right as a villain. Um, the Dark Army is cool and all, but- I mean, the Dark Army is pretty cool, and it's like, Sebastian was kind of being an evil genius there because he's converting everyone's friends and family into his evil soldiers. You know, like, I like cool tech stuff a lot. Uh, like, I'm like a rope. I, I do like robotics and stuff, and I like tech and stuff, but like, Honestly, the evil genius of the Dark Army beats the coolness of the Clockwork Army for me. So, TMI is finally getting a point. Congratulations. So, currently, the Dark Artifices is in the lead with two points, and all the rest of them have one point. Mortal Instruments is finally on the board. Um, that, that's it for the army. The army one wasn't very interesting. I almost wasn't going to include it, but I decided I should. Let's move on to numero seis. Number six. Now we have number six, the best first book. So for the Mortal Instruments, we have City of Bones. Some people might argue to consider City of Fallen Angels, but I'm not going to count it because it's technically not the first book in the series, although the, the Mortal Instruments is kind of split into two. Um, I'm not gonna count it, and if I did, honestly, neither of them would win. None, they ain't winning. <laughs> but we'll go with City of Bones. Um, and then for the Infernal Devices, we have Clockwork Princess. Not Clockwork Princess, Clockwork Angel. I'm confusing first and last books now. The Dark Artifices, we have Lady Midnight. And The Last Hours, we have Chain of Gold. Uh, City of Bones isn't going to win. It, did, it served its purpose, but... At the end of the day, it was the first book in a, in a Chronicles. It, it was the first book and the origin for multiple story for multiple book series, and so it is just chock full of information, and it can't. I feel like it, you. It's very hard to do a, an just a phenomenal first book when it's the first book you're writing in that realm because of how much information you have to put in there. Um, but people people do it, but like it's especially hard with these fantasy realms or like can, uh, uh, this is technically urban fantasy. It's still a fantasy though. Um, so that one's not going to win. I liked Clockwork Angel. It was nice, but it's not- it's just- it's not good enough. I don't- I, yeah, it's just- it had a lot of the- it, it was- it's similar to City of Bones in a way that, like, I feel like Cassie Clear wrote this as TID could also be an entrance to this realm, and it could be, it, 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 but it has that same information problem in a way. It did better than City of Bones with the information thing, but it has that kind of information issue. It also, it, but it does start more interestingly than the Steve Bones. So I'm gonna, it's it's above that one. I really enjoyed Chain of Gold. I loved that book. It was so good. It was so good. Um, mm, I because we have. We get introduced to Cordelia and James and kind of getting, like, a 
update on what has happened. I mean, like, all the necessary stuff for the story, not, like, everything that's happened since TID, because that's a lot of stuff. But, um, no, not necessarily. I mean, they, they told us, like, the important stuff for it. But we really got to learn about Cordelia and James and Lucy and how interesting they were as characters. But I'm going to have to say Lady Midnight wins just because there was more action in the first book of Lady Midnight. Like, we kind of jump- eh, I wouldn't say we jump into the action. There- because, like, they have the mystery villain thing. So, like, we spend a lot of the time just kind of trying to figure out what's going on, but it provides a lot of action. And there are a lot more characters that we get to explore. Uh, uh, but, like, there are- there, actually, I would say there are an equal amount of characters we explore, but we get to explore them more in depth in Lady Midnight rather than Chain of Gold, because I think some of the Lady Midnight characters have more backstory. Um, and just, like, I kind of- I don't know, I just like the way that Lady Midnight was set up and how we were introduced to everything better than I liked Chain of Gold. So that is a point for the Dark Artifices series, putting them in a lead by two points. I feel like the Dark Artifices might win. You know, I, I did this in my head, uh, I, I did like a similar thing with when I saw the video before The Last Hours was out, and the Dark Artifices, I did a similar thing like in my head, I never actually posted it, but the Dark Artifices won that one. So I, I, I might win this one, I thought, but TLH, I feel I felt like could put up some good competition. Anyways, on to number seven. Now we are on number seven. In the tag, it's listed as best female sidekick, but I don't want to call them sidekicks. So we're going to go with best female best friend because I feel like it more accurately uh, represents these characters. And I, they're, they're not sidekicks. They're very important to the story and more important than sidekicks. And a lot of them are like equally as important as our main characters. Anyways, for TMI, we have... Isabel Lightwood for TID. We have Cecily Herrand. That's what I'm debating if I should do Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Branwell or Cecily Herrandale. Although, if we're doing best friend, I would go. Since I'm calling it best friend, I'm gonna go with Cecily, even though Cecily was in wasn't there in the first book and was introduced in like the later part of the series. So Charlotte was there more. I think, but Cecily is technically what would be considered. So I'm gonna go with Cecily on this one. Um, then for TDA, we have Christina. I believe I'm sure it's all this. Although I might be making that up. We have Christina though. Um, and then for the last hours, we have Lucy. Um, I love Izzy. She is amazing and iconic and the best. Um, I love Christina, and, uh, well, okay, uh, I love Cecily, but Cecily is very similar to- Cecily and Izzy are very similar characters, and we see- we get to see more of Izzy, and kind of how she, she is. Also, Izzy has better taste in men. I'm just gonna say it. Simon better than Gabriel. Gabriel was kind of awful. Anyway, so Izzy beats Cecily, um, but we have Christina, and I really love Christina because she she has the same badassery as Izzy and Cecily, but she's also, like, just a very kind soul, and she's a very kind person, but she knows how to be tough when she needs to be, and, like, she can 
not necessarily shut off that kindness, but like know when she can't use kindness in a situation. And so I really like Christina for that. Um, and then for the last hours, we have Lucy Herondale. Um, I really like Lucy as a character. I think that she's really interesting because she has the Herondale spunk and spirit and sarcasm and that sort of aspect to her because we don't really see any... She is the f first... Fe well, no, we've seen Cecily, but she's like... Lucy is a female Herondale and like whereas Cecily is very similar to Izzy I think um but like not as good as Izzy I think that Lucy has some more outstanding qualities and some more unique qualities about her and we just get to I really like seeing the female Herondales because like we see the male ones but it's interesting it's very fun to read that spunk in um the in these female characters especially with lucy because she has that spunk but she also has her sweeter like the sweetness of, and her kind soul as well i also like that she's a writer because like i've been like doing writing and stuff recently and i like the writing aspect of i like that she's a writer because i find that it's very unique because like these these characters these best friends don't always have like some big hobby that they're separated from and I think we've gotten to see a lot of Lucy and a lot about her character and I really enjoy her character and how she won't stop in getting what she wants like she she's very stubborn and headstrong but so far it has only been in a good way and like I think she knows when to dial it down yeah, she knows when to dial it down. So I'm gonna give this one to the last hours because Lucy is amazing and I love her so much. And she is me, kind of, in a way. And no, I just relate to it, Lucy a lot. So this is kind of biased, but yeah. Now we have number eight, the best setting. So we have New York, LA, and London. So TMI takes place in New York at the New York Institute for basically, I mean, also it's Idris, but the main is the, the main setting is the New York Institute. Uh, the Dark Artifices takes place in the LA Institute, the London Institute a little bit, and as well as Idris and some other places. But we're we're gonna go with the institutes here because that's their the primary place that takes place, and they're it's too confusing if we add everything else in. And then the Infernal Devices and the Last Hours both take place at the London Institute. <laughs> So, but they take place at different time periods, so I'm gonna include time in the setting for this one, so there's a difference, and so I, because I'm gonna say London beats LA and New York for this one. New York just, like, it's, the New York Institute is, like, from the outside, it's some abandoned church. It's also just, like, on some city street in New York. And the LA Institute, it's, like, right by the beach, which is nice, but, like, I don't know, it seems like inconvenient, like it's right on the beach, like are we fighting demons in the water? No, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> also like, I don't know, just both of the, uh, it doesn't have like, I guess it has, it, it does have nice weather. Anyways, London is the best. I like London the best of all of these places. Uh, so we're gonna pick which type, which institute I would prefer to live like which time period i guess i would prefer to be in uh, at the london institute so we have in the infernal devices the institute run under charlotte and henry and i really like this the charlotte and henry and they're really nice they I, I really like their characters and they do a good job of being parental yet 
and friend figures for these characters because they are they're like older siblings to these characters because they're not quite old enough to be their parent the the kids parents and like these teenagers parents and these teenagers are all, all all but these teenagers are all orphans and so charlotte and henry are kind of like taking care of them in a way and so i think it would be really fun to live in the institute on the way charlotte and henry ran it it would be really nice but I also, then we have Will and Tessa. <laughs> this is so difficult. Because Will and Tessa's, the way their institute is run, it just seems like it's so much more lively. Um, and like, although I am like an introverted person and a lot of times like to stay inside and such, I think just having the more lively institute and having that option there to go and do all that stuff, would be i would just enjoy that so much and like i could find a place to go sneak off and read to and i could go with james and we could go sneak off and read someplace because james would 100 percent do that so yeah i'm gonna choose um the last hours to win for this one because i think will and tessa's institute just barely beats charlotte and henry's So, that is a point to The Last Hours, which ties up The Dark Artifices and The Last Hours, um, and TID and TMI are tied with one point. TDA and TLAs are tied with three. So, let's move on to number nine, where things start getting unfair. Now we have number nine, which is the best final book. This is where things get unfair because The Last Hours does not have a final book yet. It's not out yet, which is kind of the premise for me making this entire episode. Um, so this is an unfair tag, but we're just, for this one and the final one, which is best epilogue, we are just going to have to accept the fact that The Last Hours doesn't have one yet. And if The Last Hours doesn't win, then it potentially it didn't win because of unfairness. But yeah. So for final books, we have Clockwork Princess from TID. We have City of Heavenly Fire from The Moral Instruments. I'm not including City of Glass since we didn't include City of Fallen Angels um, with The Moral Instruments one. And so that, and then for TBA, we have Queen of Air and Darkness. So, City of Heavenly Fire, it was a good it was a good way. It did a good job of wrapping up its series and wrapping up those plot lines. And it was a good book. I enjoyed it. But it was it's just like it's on the same it's on the same level as the rest of the series, which and all these finales are on the same level as their series. And overall, just with the writing and the characters and the plot, I prefer these other series. So the mortal instruments isn't gonna win <laughs> then we have clockwork princess which it wrapped up everything very well i think it addressed the main plot line and the way it the way it ended the mort main plot line might have been slightly over dramatic but i think it, it wrapped everything up really well and i think because the mort main plot line wasn't as prominent as some of the other plot lines that were wrapped up in such unique, outstanding, and amazing ways. Um, so that one is the one that's gonna get the win because of one thing. So Queen of Air and Darkness, the final book in the Dark Artifices, I loved it so much. I was in heaven while reading that book 
but the way they wrapped up the Parabatian love Emma and Julian plotline, I just it felt iffy because I feel like there weren't enough like it was escalated so much for there to be for it to be at it was escalated too much and it was so that end result of the plotline and the way they wrapped it up seemed anticlimactic compared to how much anticipation I guess was happening for it and just how much we'd been amped up for this like final thing um because it felt like there were no consequences like the entire time like we're just hearing about all these consequences to Parabatai falling in love and then in the end the consequences weren't even that bad and nothing they did really changed anything or made anything better or worse or helped anything with that situation and so I think the way it was wrapped up was as I said before iffy I think is the best way to describe it and just because that was such an important plot line to the story I'm gonna have to oof, do I want to no I'm gonna give Clockwork Princess the win on this one so that is another point for TID, which puts TID in second place, TMI in last place, as expected, and TDA and TLH are currently tied for first, although we still have one more where TLH, is, T- TLH has an unfair disadvantage. So, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's jump into the next one. All right, so now we are on number 10. We are almost to the end of this <laughs> uh, book tag, but we, for number 10, we have the best middle book. So, I don't, for TMI, I don't know how I'm going to count this, because it's a six-book series. There isn't really a middle, middle book. So, I'm just going to pick my favorite, I guess. I guess I'll just pick my favorite. So, I'm between City of Glass and City of Lost Souls. I really liked, I'm going to have to say... I'm gonna have to pick City of Lost Souls here because City of Glass feels too much like a finale because in a sense it was a finale and then we just have a continuation of the series. So I guess we'll do City of Lost Souls for this one. Um, And then for the Infernal Devices we have Clockwork Prince. For the Dark Artifices we have Lord of Shadows, and for The Last Hours, we have Chain of Iron. Um, City of Lost Souls, as much as I loved it, and I love the dynamic between Jace, Clary, and Sebastian through that entire thing, I think that was probably the most important aspect of that story. And I really enjoyed that plotline and where they took that. It was really interesting to see them all kind of interact as a familial unit. Um, but it does not it's not the best um and then we have clockwork it's not the best just because everything else is so amazing um but then we have clockwork prince clockwork prince was a good it was a very good book and i like what they did with it but it didn't have any outstanding parts to it or like outstanding plot lines it kind of like it continued on with what was going on in the first book and led into the third book and interesting stuff happened yeah but it was all like nothing like interesting stuff happened within i guess interesting stuff happened because interesting stuff had already been happening 
Like, it just didn't feel like it stood out to me compared to some of the action-packedness of the others. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. And I think I have a similar thing with Lord of Shadows. I love Lord of Shadows, and it was definitely more action-packed than Clockwork Prince. Um, and c we kind of shifted- they, we also, like, changed up the whole dynamic of the series because we shifted from, uh, LA to the London Institute for part of it, and every- it, but it is a little bit chaotic, although this is true of- eh, it's actually- it's not that all chaotic if you think about it. There are, like, a couple different things going on, though, that you're, like, keeping track of everything, but- I also think there were, I don't know, they, it was a very good book and I really like everything that happened in it and all the action-packedness, but I don't think it had me on the edge of my seat as much of Ch as Chain of Iron did. So I'm gonna give this one to Chain of Iron just because the entire time I was reading Chain of Iron, I was sitting, I, I was in a constant state of panic. Like, at the very beginning of the book was the one time I was not in that constant state of panic for what was happening in the book. Because, like, at the beginning, everything seems alright. Like, they're dealing with the... Like, they, they uh, Cordelia and James have just started their fake marriage thing, and I was frustrated about that. And then, like, everyone else is dealing with stuff. But, like, then we just jump right into the action with the paladin, and that and trying to figure out about James's nightmares and Jesse and Lucy and Grace and just uh, uh, and so Lucy and Grace trying to raise Jesse from the dead yeah they were literally trying to raise him from the dead that's I don't know why I was questioning that I said that that that's what happened but I think it had so much action it had me on the edge of my seat so much and I just it it was so frustrating but so amazing at the same time so the point goes to the last hours for this one, putting the last hours in the lead. Now on. Okay, I'm now on to the final bit, thankfully, because um, this is getting to be a very long episode. But for the final one, we have best epilogue. How fitting. <laughs> um, so, I mean, ep the epilogues are kind of within the last books. I kind of already said the last books. Um, obviously, The Last Hours doesn't have a final epilogue, so this might not necessarily be fair. But, doing my best. <laughs> Um, I think the Dark Artifices epilogue was slightly anticlimactic. I, I I don't necessarily want to say, no, not really anticlimactic. It was kind of like, it just wasn't, I mean, like, I already know this, what's going to win this. Uh, I liked the, uh, oh, now I'm just remembering that it was Malik's wedding was the Dark Artifices epilogue that was a really good epilogue i love that a lot and i liked how they brought everyone together for it and ending with a wedding has definitely become a tradition um and i really enjoyed that one and that one's definitely gonna beat the tmi one for me but the tid one's still gonna have to win this uh tmi it ends with um luke and Jocelyn's <laughs> wedding which it was very sweet and it right, right wrapped things up nicely i think the epilogue the whole wedding thing like it's nice that they finally got to do their wedding um but it wasn't the most necessary thing and it definitely it was not as heartfelt as the other ones also the malik wedding beats it because we're as a reader we're as readers we are more invested in 
Malik's relationship and um, Magnus and Alec's relationship than we are Luke and Jocelyn's. Um, so, and I, I really, I, I really liked the way that they did Magnus and Alec's wedding and that everyone got to be there and all the heartfelt moments that kind of happened in that, but nothing, I, I, I'm not going to say nothing actually, because the last hours could very well beat this, although it'll be a challenge because the Infernal Devices is, has an amazing epilogue just with the whole way that they wrapped up Tessa and Will and then they hint at the Tessa and Jem and what's kind of happening and the way it all lines up with the mortal instruments is done so beautifully. So that point goes to the Infernal Devices. All right, that concludes the Witch Shadow Hunter series is the best ta book tag. Uh, the Mortal Instruments versus the Infernal Devices versus the Dark Artifices versus the Last Hours. So our final scores are coming in last or fourth place with one point is the Mortal Instruments series. Just as I predicted at the beginning, it did not win. Definitely didn't. Coming in third with two points, this is very chronological points-wise, is the Infernal Devices series. I really enjoyed the Infernal Devices series, although it was prim it's primarily centered around the love the love triangle, I feel like. And, uh, and I'm okay with that and I enjoy it because it was such a good love triangle, but I think that it was lacking in the aspects of the villain primarily and so it didn't have as much action-packedness in that kind of way um in second place we have the dark artifices with three points um i definitely i had a feeling this was how it was going to be ordered and it's definitely ordered like kind of by release date the one released first is last and the one released most recently is first and i think that's because Cassandra Clare has grown so much as an author and just keeps becoming better and it really shows through her writing. Um, TDA was very good. I think it just, it got knocked off by the resolution of the one plot line that just was prominent enough to throw that off. And then if you haven't figured it out by now, which probably should have coming in first place with four points is the last hour series um the last hour series is amazing and i am so excited for chain of thorns and also so terrified for chain of thorns and i hate that chain of iron left us on a cliffhanger but that i'm not gonna sit here and rant for 20 minutes about my anger at how Chain of Iron ended. I loved it, even if it ended awfully. Um, so yeah, uh, I will probably at some point do, um, I'll definitely at some point do another Shadowhunters episode. I may or may not do a theories. I've been debating doing a theories for this, um, <laughs> for the Chain of Thorns. So I might end up doing that um but just to give credit where credit is due um i found this book tag through christine uh her chris uh christine riccio um some of her usernames are there's xine may and then poland bananas books and poland bananas 20 um so you can check her out on youtube at poland bananas books or poland bananas 20 uh, and then I believe she originally got the tag from Emma Books on YouTube. 
So go check them out and see they how they did this tag um, all, uh, without the Last Hours trilogy um, if you enjoyed this. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this little book tag. Let me know. Uh, I, actually, I don't think there's any way for you to let me know with uh, like Spotify or anything. But my Instagram is lunarlani underscore. Um, and so if you want, I talk about books, post about books on there. And if you disagree with me or agree with me and want to let me know, you can always talk to me on there. Um, but yeah, I hope y'all have a great rest of your day or evening or whatever time it is for you. And remember that you are amazing and you are valid. And I will see you next episode. Goodbye!